Hello, everybody. This is Barbara Legrand Cockrell, and I am one of the mentors. Let me explain that this is a call that we hold on the second Monday of every month. Gold Club members can submit deals prior to the call that we review right away. And if you're not a Gold Club member, you can listen but can't participate. So you can get more information and sign up for the Gold Club at www.ronsgoldclub.com, and that's R-O-N-S-G-O-L-D-C-L-U-B.com. And if you're a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss a deal that you've submitted, press star six to be entered into the queue. If you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that's listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage after you log in, then you should hang up now and dial back in using that phone number and access code if you want to ask any questions. So let's go ahead and take the first caller. Hello, Barbara. Hello. Hello, Barbara. Who is this? Hey, who Alex. is this? Alex. Hi. How are you? Um, for all of those listening, Alex is one of my students, and Alex Manolis is on the call tonight to share some of the deals that he's been doing. I'm so proud of Alex. He's becoming a superstar here, and he's not only got one deal, but he's got several deals, and he's gotten on the call tonight to share the deals that he's working on to encourage everybody to let you know that the deals are out there. And so, Alex, tell, tell everybody about the deals that you've got going on and what you've got, and, and uh, go ahead. Okay. Well, um, now the, these three deals that I'm going to talk about, all of these deals came um, either a couple of days before Christmas or right after Christmas. So Great. People keep saying, you got a Christmas people... present, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so one of them, uh, one of them is a four-bedroom, three-bath. Um, uh, I'm getting it for it's. This is going to be a lease option, lease purchase. Uh, I got it for three fifteen. I'm going to sell it for three forty-five nine. Um, the rent is uh, or the payment is twenty-one seventy-five. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to uh, rent it out for twenty-five hundred. So I've got uh, about 325 a month uh, cash flow there. I should be looking at about $38,000 by the time it's all said and done on that deal. Um, That's awesome. And this is a real nice place. Um, all of these are real nice houses. But like I said, all of these happened like, you know, when everyone kept saying it was slow. and <laughs> But, you know. Like I said, it just uh, all kind of fell into place. I have another one. You got right at Christmas time when everybody supposedly was taking time off, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, I have okay, another great. deal. This one is subject to. So this is uh, uh, basically I'm getting the deed subject to me making the payments on this the, the seller's mortgage. Um, 
the uh, I'm buying the house for 266. Um, the mortgage is about 248 or something like that. But um, you know, she just wants uh, about she wants about 16,000, and she's going to walk away. Um, okay. The rent, the the, pay, the the mortgage payment, taxes, insurance, uh, HOA, everything is 1,200 a month. Uh, it will rent for 17, so that's about $500 there, and you know $500 a month for an unspecified amount of time. So it just just keeps paying every month. And when I finally sell it, it will probably be close to $290,000, $300,000. So. I'm looking at probably another $35,000 there. Um, um, I have another one. This is a three-bedroom, I mean, I'm sorry, four-bedroom, two-bath. And this is a lease option. Um, I, I bought this for $330 with, uh, he wants $2,200 uh, uh, deposit and $2,200 a month, $2,200 a month. Uh, it will rent for about twenty three maybe twenty five uh, of the twenty two hundred dollars that I pay him two hundred a month two hundred of that a month is going towards the deposit so um, you know I've already paid two thousand two hundred dollars deposit well two hundred dollars a month is going towards that deposit too so this should be about a Forty-seven thousand dollar, you know, profit on this one. Uh, you know, with three hundred dollars more, three hundred a month coming to me for three years, that's about ten thousand dollars. And I'm selling it for maybe thirty-five, forty thousand dollars more than I purchased it for. So that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> that's awesome, Alex. Now, how did you find these deals? Uh, I believe these three all were the Gold Club. Yes, all of these came from the Gold Club uh, generated emails that we get every day. Okay, that's great. So Gold Club emails that you got, and you got the virtual assistant basically to screen the calls for you and send the leads, and then we discussed the deals and um, you're really rocking now, and I'm really proud of you. This is phenomenal. I'm so excited about your success. Um, and you've got others in the works, don't you, as well? I do. I, um, I have another home that I have for sale that something should be happening with that uh, shortly. Um, I bought that for uh, $122, and I'm selling it for $149. Um, um, and I have a $200 uh, positive cash flow a month on that one. Um, I'm also going to look at a condominium at the beach on Wednesday, and that, if that works out, that, that would be an, an extremely ex uh, uh, large amount of money. <laughs> Actually, that one. That's going to be Go ahead. six figures. That's going to be right. over 1000 that's awesome. And it could be even more than that by the time you get it done. So, Alex, I'm so proud of you. 
Uh, do you have any other deals in the works? Is that, that it or anything um, else actually, you want to share? Well, actually, I have two more. <laughs> oh, wow. That, 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 that I'm, uh, I'm working on a deal. This one is uh, a four-bedroom, three-bath, about uh, 1,700 square feet. Uh, I should get that for about 128000 Um You'll see that one's still kind of in the works. And uh, I have another one. This one is a uh, three-bedroom, three-bath, 2,000 square feet. Um, I'll be calling him on Friday to, uh, to sort that out. And that, that's going to be – I'm buying that for what he owes. 170,000. That's incredible. That's incredible. That's and you got all these deals from the Gold Club, right? Uh, yes, yes. All of these are from the Gold Club. So, okay. They're being well, persistent, I guess. Well. <laughs> absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the call tonight, Alex, and sharing that. And just listeners, just know that there are some great deals out there, even from the Gold Club. Uh, don't encourage you to do nothing but the Gold Club, but know that there are some great deals to be had. Thanks a lot, Alex. Thanks for being on the call. Thank you for having me. All right. So can we take the next caller? Hi, this is Rich from Pennsylvania. Hi, Rich. Um, just, I have uh, actually a couple, uh, a couple questions, but it's all about advertising. When I advertise, you know, my I buy houses adver advertisements on Craigslist, what's the best section or sections that I should put that ad in? Well, um, on Craigslist, obviously, houses for sale is a great place to put the ad. Um, do you have a virtual assistant, Rich? Uh, no, I'm virtually my own assistant right now. <laughs> okay. Well, obviously houses for sale is the great, the best place to put it, and I can tell you the best times to put it. Um, sadly, people are looking on Craigslist when they are at work, and so the best time to put it on there is usually about 11.30 or 11.45 before they're going to lunch, and either 4.30 or 4.45 before they're leaving for the day. Okay. So they, that I, I would put on, and then I would take it back off for the next day, or, or put a different type no. of ad on. No, you would leave it on and you would refresh it. There are several types of ads that you can put on. One of them is a generic ad. Do you have any houses for sale now? Are you trying to get sellers? That's correct. So, yeah, so I'm, you're I'm, trying I'm, to. Okay, so you're trying to get the sellers. So then you would put it in the houses wanted section to get the sellers, and you would have it in the houses for sale to get the buyers. Okay. There's also a, uh, a services section, and under that there's a services called real estate. Right. That's good, too. And I'll tell you another place to put ads is in the for rent section because Oddly enough, you might get people that really want to sell, but they think they only have to rent because they maybe are close to 
um, amount that they owed or they don't have a lot of equity in the property and they don't think that they can sell, but they obviously can. I mean, that's a good place to look for both buyers and put ads in when you're trying to attract sellers too that really want to sell instead of rent. Okay, very good. And what should the ad look like? Well, um, if it is uh, uh, an ad that is for attracting sellers, it's I buy houses or we buy houses, and it can have a lot of unique selling propositions, cash, uh, any condition, any price. There are several different ads that you can use. You can use different symbols like the asterisk sign to get the attention of the people. Um, you can refresh these ads. You can put them in on different, if you have different email addresses, that sometimes works too so that you can get more email, more exposure in there. But basically it is um, an ad that says, I buy houses. And I can close quickly, anytime, any price, no repairs needed, cash. You can change up the ads different times and put different ads in there. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, let's take the next caller. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Okay. I, I didn't hear you. Am I, I a little too loud? Or can you no, hear no, me? No, no, no. I just uh I, I'm a tech caveman, so I managed to uh mute it when I took it off speaker. Oh, okay. And what's your name? It, I'm Jeff Carroll in Seattle. Seattle, okay. I just, I, this was not my question, but I just didn't understand one of the things you said from the, your, your student. When you said, when you said uh, the, those leads are coming from the Gold Club site, I don't know what that means. Does that mean from the for sale by owner downloads that come out daily on the Gold Club site? Is that what he means by comes from the Gold Club site? Yes. When you are a Gold Club member, you get free leads. Once you log into your Gold Club account, underneath your profile, there is a link that says Get FISBO Leads, and you, they're free. Right. You can okay, enter that's in That's what two I thought you were talking about. Yes, those are the Gold Club leads, and they're free to you. These are leads that are sourced with over 1,700 databases daily, and they're free to you as a Gold Club member. So don't overlook great. those. Like they that. can be great deals, as Alex mentioned. Okay, that's what I thought you guys were talking about. The uh, my, my main question is on uh, on I don't I don't know why this confuses me, but it's on exits. I've listened to a little bit of the uh, actually a lot of the Wolf in uh, with Ron, and um, when uh, it, it's just uh, I, I thought I understood this on if, when you're exiting. Let's just say you take over a house, subject to or you get owner financing from the seller on the exit. When you're in the middle of it and you're exit to the buyer, the the difference between exiting with a lease option to the to the end buyer versus exiting with owner financing to the end buyer, my understanding is when when we exit with a lease option to the end buyer, we don't need to go through this Dodd Frank all that qualifying stuff. But when we when we provide owner financing to the end buyer. That's when we need to get them qualified and go through all the stuff to make sure that we're, we're not going to be in violation of Dodd Frank. But I just never hear you talk about it from the uh, the little snippets I've heard. 
Well, you may not have to worry about it, Jeff. Dodd-Frank, as long as you're just dealing with one property in your LLC, then you shouldn't have to worry about Dodd-Frank. When you have lots of properties that you're dealing with on owner financing, that that becomes an issue. So if it's just one, then you shouldn't have to worry about that so much. But generally, the way that you're going to be exiting is you're going to be lease optioning to your tenant buyer so that you still maintain control until he cashes you out. Because if you do sell to him on owner financing, then the deed does transfer. Right, right. That's not always the case, but um, generally that's the way you're exiting on your, to your end buyer. Okay, well that simplifies it then because it's, uh, I've heard a zillion places that that is not providing financing and that wouldn't even come under Dodd-Frank. That's most people's opinions. Is that your opinion also? Well, I think, like I said, that if this is the only house that you're dealing with, then you probably won't have the issues with the Dodd-Frank issues. Okay, that's not my question. My question is, I, I say I'm doing 10. I'm doing it, I'm trying to do two a month. Then, 10 is going to be uh, different, then you're going to have issues with Dodd-Frank, but generally you're going to be putting them in a different LLC. I think that the Dodd-Frank issue is the number in one LLC, but you're not going to be putting 10 properties through one LLC. One LLC is not going to be the beneficial, the trustee of 10 properties. So um, you don't need to worry about that with just one property as far as upsetting the Dodd-Frank requirements. Okay. Okay. Appreciate it. And when you get more than five, when you get, more, when you get a couple, then you're going to worry about the Dodd-Frank when it's over five, but not just one. Okay. Okay. So let's just Thank go you very there much. And, get it, and get it done and, and go from there, Jeff. Good luck with it. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Next caller, please. Hello. Hi. Hi, I'm going to, uh, hold on, I had, I had uh, headphones on to make it easier, but I just took them off so I could just put the phone up to my head here. Okay, can, what's your can name? Can you hear me all right? I can hear you fine. Can you hear me fine? Am I too loud? I can now. Hey, I faxed in a lead property information sheet. Are you at that point yet or not? Sure. What's your name? Ray Borbo. Okay. Do you have it there? Just a minute. Let me check. I do. So All what right. questions do you have, Ray? Well, I just I, I had an idea on what to do with this property. I wanted to see if, uh, if I was missing anything. I got this house that uh, a realtor that I know gave me a tip on before it actually got advertised. Uh, it's a house that uh, the asking price is 169. Uh, after repair value is going to be about 260 or 269. I'm probably going to be able to put it under contract for about 160 even. So it needs about $25,000 worth of repairs. Uh, it needs a new kitchen, all new floors, and all new paint. But other than that, it's pretty sound. The roof doesn't need to be changed. The windows are new. 
exterior is okay. It's on an acre and a quarter in a nice rural setting. Um, I, I don't. I, I'm I'm brand new. I'm very new, and I don't have a private loan mortgage broker in place yet. I I just started dabbling online looking for hard money lenders to see if I could borrow enough to buy this uh, and and pay for the cost of the money and then I, I wanted I was thinking of assigning the contract to a rehabber. First of all, Ray, is the yep. property listed with the realtor? I'm sorry? Is the property listed with the realtor because you have you said that you got it from a realtor? Yeah, it's list, it's listed it's listed with a realtor, yes. Okay. All right, and so have you asked if the seller would entertain some terms on the property first? No, let me finish the, the rest of the story. Is that The woman had uh, her, lost her husband about a year and a half ago. Uh, she can't keep up the payments. She went into uh, bankruptcy. She had to file bankruptcy. She probably has, she owes about 110 on the mortgage, and she probably has another $25,000 in uh, fees and attorney fees and back payments. So she just wants to come out of it with about twenty five thousand cash, and she's going to go rent after that. So she's not. I'm not going to be able to deal with her direct. This is just what I can buy it for, and then what I could turn it over for. Okay. So at one sixty, Ron's formula now is seventy percent of R minus repairs. So if you take the ARV of 269 yep. and you take 70% of that. Yep. Um, hold on, I did that wrong. 269.70 is 188.3 minus the repairs. Right. Of 25,000. You get 163.3. Right. Okay. So my, my first you, offer, my first offer I put in uh, last Tuesday was for 154. Okay. It wasn't accepted yet, uh, but she's probably going to counter again uh, something higher, but lower than her asking price for sure. Okay. So in this case, when you are looking to cash out, that's when you will want to get a private lender, or. Right. Private lender, right. So um, you lo it looks like your offer is solid and it's a good offer. So that's what I would do. Since you can't get it on terms and it is listed with the realtor, obviously the seller's paying the realtor's commission and that's all focused in, in the offer. That's all accounted for in the offer. So that would be a good offer, but you will need to get some private money to buy it. I've been unsuccessful so far and I was wondering if is there uh, sources that I can access through the gold club through global well, Ron recommended does not you know like like recommended uh, mortgage brokers well um, Ron does not provide private money himself but the best thing for you to do is to 
locate people that you know, anybody that you know, to try to get private money, and you just ask them the question, do you have an IRA or any other investment capital that's not getting you a good return safely? And if they say yes, okay, great. Well, I buy and sell single-family homes here in, you know, wherever you're at, um, in your county or in your city. So you know I'm the elevator. I'm familiar with that, with that process. Okay. I just okay. – I, I didn't know if I was going to have enough time to find somebody that quickly to get okay. this deal done. Well, that, if you can't private money, then the next source would be – to try to get some hard money, do you have any money? A lot of times with hard money lenders, though, that they do want you to have some skin in the game and they want you to, to have a percentage of the repair cost and then an escrow, and then they'll, they'll do the deal. So each one That's is different. That's exactly what they've asked me. I've had two so far. That's exactly what they told me. They want me to have yeah. some of my own money in that. But that's not exactly. what I heard Ron tell me about private lenders. Well, no. A private money a lender will not. That's a hard money lender. A private I money see. lender usually does not. The hard money lenders want you to have skin in the game. So okay, is the only way to, do, to get a private lender is to contact them myself, or is there private lender sources already in no. place? That's what I'm getting at. There are not private lender sources already in place. Um, that's what you find on your own. Another good source to look for private lenders and our hard money lenders is your local RIA group. And another way that you can do this deal too is to get it under contract and then wholesale it to someone else that can do the deal and just assign the contract and, and sell it that way as a wholesale that's deal. Exactly so what I, that's what exactly what I thought I would do first. Because I want to yeah. cash out right away because I'm actually in need of the money more than I'm in need of, a, of, yeah. of the uh, investment. In other words, I've got to give up the equity to get the quick cash in this case. That's a great option for you, Ray. And to contact your local RIA group, that's a great place to start with a lot of sources in your local RIA group. That okay. Can help you there. One last thing. What would be a reasonable amount to... to um, ask for for assigning this contract on this deal. And another place that you can look for private money, I know Jay Connor does have a database of private money lenders. So yeah. Jay Connor has a course and he has a list of private a database of private money lenders, so he may be a really good source for you as well. I actually sent him an email already. Okay, great. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm waiting Ray, for him to reply. Okay, so good. Just go, well, like I, I asked you, I didn't, I didn't hear if you answered me. What would be a good amount to assign this contract for based on these numbers? Okay, so um, on this particular case, you're getting, you're buying it for 160. You said it needs uh, 25. 25. And About. It, well, think of it this way. An investor's going to look at the same formula pretty much that you are generally. And yep. so therefore, um, if you take the ARB of 269 times the 70% minus repairs, you're at 163 and you're getting it for 160. So they're kind of looking at the same formula there. There's not a whole lot of leadway there, but, you know, I would 
uh, see what you can get. Um, maybe maybe 5000 Yeah, I was thinking maybe $5,000. You can wholesale it to another person that's going to put the money into it to do the repairs. That's probably what you're looking at. Very good. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay. Thank you. Can I take the next caller? Hi, I'm Marianne. Hi, Marianne. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I did send in a lead sheet. Okay. So Let me I see if I can find them. All right, I have it right here. What can I help you with? What's your question? Uh, it doesn't look like it's my, it, well, it's my first lychee that I ever got, and I've been doing the calling myself, so I'm brand new. So Great. Congratulations. Thank you. But it doesn't look like it's going to work out. I wanted your opinion on it. You can see what the asking price is, is 648 and... The best comp I could find was 630, closest to that type of house. Uh, let's see, the rent comps that I could find, the highest I could find was 2,995. He owes $430,000, and his payment is 2,600, but that does not include property tax and insurance. And I asked so, him, yeah. You can look down there how much the property tax is, $7,867.64. I got it off of um, a, pr a property profile that I can get free comps from a title uh, company. So you divide that by 12, I'm guessing, and that's like $655.63 a month. His insurance, about 500 Divide that by 12, that's 41.66. Add those three together. Looks like the monthly payment would be three thousand two hundred ninety-seven and change. So okay, so yeah, go ahead. I was going to say that's where the numbers don't seem to be working for me because I don't think I could be able to find a, a tenant buyer to lease option this at at that. Mary, I tend to agree with you. I'm looking at this, and if you're telling me that the asking is six forty-eight and the comps are six thirty and you're telling me that the payment with the taxes and insurance and everything that he's got is going to come up to 3200 and the rental estimate on this is 2095 then I'd say this is definitely not a deal. You okay. never want to buy a property unless you can get free equity the day you buy or know how you can create it shortly after, and it looks like you're already uh, in a negative situation, and I don't see any gain from this. Right. Because um, he, he did say that he would be willing to ne negotiate the selling price, but even if he were to bring it down to, let's say, you know, 620 or something, I'm still dealing with this monthly payment that is very high, so it doesn't look like it's a deal, right? Well, right. I mean, we're not even a little over. We're at the difference of your going rate of 2095 versus his payment of 3297 and we're not even close. Right. Okay. Well, it was my so first. Unless, yeah. unless you can get his cost down, way down, uh, I I don't see, and, and and I'm talking way down enough to be way within Ron's formula to get a private lender to cash it out, which I don't see that happening. 
then no. I don't see this being a deal. It's not. It's it's dead. Okay, so I'm gonna. I told him I would call him back. Uh, what would you? How would you word the way that I could tell him? No, <laughs> not gonna work. Well, I would say so. What's the owner's name? Jack. Yes. Oh, Present it. I'd present it to him in a question. So, Jack, let me let me get this straight. Um, you're you're asking six forty eight. Is that correct? Okay. And what do you think it's worth? And say, well, if if you think it's worth more than that, can you please provide me with comps? Because the comps that I'm showing aren't even close. They're at six. I'm showing that it's worth six hundred thirty thousand. So. I can't pay you anywhere close to that. So how did you arrive at that value? And let him justify how he arrives at that value. And then let him know that, um, well, you know, according to my sources that this property will only rent for about $2,095 and your payments are going to be $32.97. Is that correct? And let him answer it and let him solve the problem and let him come up with data that can prove you differently. And maybe there's a misunderstanding there. Maybe you just need to clarify it, but let him see it as it is. Okay. And then if he says, yeah, that you're about right, then I'd have to say, well, can't work it out. Or what can I say? Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> I mean, uh, not much I can do with it. Pardon? Yes, you tell them, I'm sorry, but there's, I can't do anything with it at this time. There's oh. nothing I can do with it because your payments are so high, it's more than the going rate, and you're asking more than the property is worth. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's about, oh, before I uh, let you go, the first caller you had, one of your students, uh, all those yeah. deals that he talked about, were those actual deals that were closed and he's already installed a tenant buyer, or are those just possible deals? Do you know? Well, um, I think one of them is closed and the other are still in the works. He's got the deals under contract and working with buyers now, and that's the projected income profit. Okay, but he hasn't had any buyer yet plugged in. Is that correct? I don't think he's actually closed one as of yet, but, they do, but he does have valid contracts with them. Okay. It would be nice to hear his uh, results. Yes, I can't wait to get results, and when we get results on there, then I'll have him back on the call, and he can share that with us. Right. Also, what did you mean by refresh ads, you know, when you're ad, posting an ad for to find sellers, and you says you can refresh them? What do you mean by that? Well, when you put an ad on Craigslist, mm -hmm. Marianne, it it gets old. In other words, ads go in front of that and more current, and it goes to the bottom of the list. So in order to be seen, you've got to refresh the ad so that it comes to, it's populated at a more current time and up to the top of the list. Now, they only allow you to post a certain ad for a certain amount of days. So how do we get around that? Well, you'll just, you'll repost it. You'll put another ad in there. Do you, or do you have a VA that you're working with? Uh, no, I had one for seven months, and uh, I ran out of funds, and I only got one yes, one yes out of the seven months. So I have to do this myself. So I find out what the okay. Yeah. Well, well, you'll just repost the ad, 
you refresh, repost whenever you can with Craigslist so that it becomes a more current ad. And so I have to change the wording or they're going to flag me? Well, I would change the wording anyway to test it to see what works. Periodically put some different symbols in there and change the wording so okay. that you can test it. So marketing is always a test and see which one will work better for you in your area. What do you mean by symbols? Like, an, like a star sign, like little symbols like maybe, um, you know, the icons, the emojis, the um, just different symbols on your computer like, like star, 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 and then the ad, and just change it up that way so that it gets noticed. Oh, okay. Is that in the actual ad or on the title? That's in your description. Description. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. All right. Thanks for calling in, Marianne. Okay. Can I take, can I take the next caller? Hello. Hi. Yeah, this is Joseph Earl. So I got maybe a, um, oh, I guess kind of strange question. So we've been making most of the calls, had an assistant for a while, um, you know, making the opening calls and stuff like that. But we recently hired a VA um, through Ron's system. And so my question is, um, we're doing a lot of stuff in marketing, spending about $2,000 a month in marketing, yellow letters, um, just a lot of different stuff, list pendings, absentee owners. Um, so I, I've inputted this, well, I'd say last two weeks, about 400, uh, I can tell you exactly, uh, like 439 leads. Um, so my question, or five, I'm sorry, 579 leads, but my question is, since I only have 25 hours for the VA, I don't want these, and we've got more letters going out tomorrow, another 400. I just don't want things to get so far backed up. So without breaking the system, or I guess would you recommend me breaking the system and making a call to ourselves again, or just let everything rise to the VA and go that route? What would your recommendation be on that? Well, are you getting the call? You said that you've got letters going out. And how many hours do you have with the VA right now? Um, 25 so far. Okay. Uh, and do you have... Okay. How many... How, are, do you have a lot of calls that are coming in? Are you getting a lot of response from the yellow letters? Are they able to handle the calls that you have coming in at this point? Well, we have them go to Pat Live. Um, and then... Right. We average right now between six, seven calls a day. Um, Obviously, we sent these out like the beginning of the year. Um, so the last nine days, we've sent out just over a thousand letters. Um, and the last one we did, we did we, did, we had a really good re uh, response ratio, about twenty-five to thirty percent. Um, so I'm just worried that with all the leads we're doing, all the stuff we're doing for marketing, that I'm going to overwhelm these people and get to the point where, I mean, so far out of the five hundred seventy-nine, looks like they've attempted twenty-nine contacts. So I'm just concerned that. Either one, I'm not going to have enough time, you know, to, to contact everybody, or some of these properties, you're going to have the attrition, so something's going to fall out because I haven't contacted them. And the latest list I've mailed um, out of those several hundred or several thousand, uh, 613 of those were list pendings, people that are, are actively in foreclosure. Um, and I, I don't know, I want to help people. That's why I'm doing this. But um, so I just want to make sure I can kind of touch base with everybody and we don't, you know, I felt bad every time I waited last week before I hired a VA, and 
or probably had sold like two weeks before that because, you know, I was stuck in a paper system, so I'm trying to get automated. But, um, so I don't know, I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out is which way to go with it, whether to um, just stick it there and just understand that things are going to fall out or um, take some leads moving forward and call them myself and kind of talk through them. Well, Joseph, you have a VA to assist you, and they're trained to do so. And the key is to have good communication with your VA weekly. Okay. So with good communication with your VA weekly, then you can be on top of the leads, and you just explain to them that you've got the leads coming in, and they give you a report every week. So you will see how, what status, you'll see the status of the leads. So as long as you have good communication with your VA, then you should be on top of the leads. And you certainly don't want to slow down your marketing just because your VA can't accommodate that. But if you'll have a good rapport with her and communicate, then you'll know a lot of times when you get these calls, they have to call them the first, second, third time and to make contact with them. So I would give them the opportunity after you've communicated with them and let them know there's going to be a lot coming um, to be able to make these calls for you. And then you'll know whether they're going to be able to keep up with them at just the 25 hours a month or not. And then at that point, you can determine whether, you know, you need to get more hours, whether you need to assist them, whether you need to slow down your marketing because it's so effective that you're getting so many great leads to work with that maybe you don't need to send out quite so many yellow letters at one time. But ultimately, Joseph, your goal is to get to a deal, and so you want to have tons of prospects to get to that deal. It looks like your marketing is going really great, so it's kind of a test and a tweak. In some areas, you're going to get more response with some, with some campaigns, with some lists, you're going to get more response than others, and so it sounds right. like things are going great with you, and that's a great problem to have that you've got all these responses. So you just need to be on top of it, not lose any deals, and not lose not make the calls if you have to step in there and assist in the meantime till you figure out um, you know, how many they're going to be able to handle and, and your marketing, it's constantly a test and a tweak, then definitely jump in there and make some of those calls too as well. Does that okay, answer yeah, your I'm question? Concerned. Yeah, because I put 179 new leads uh, in the day, so I'm just concerned that I'm going to outpace or add way more leads than the, the VA can even get to in a day. Um, and obviously starting off with this many, I mean, it's, it, that's kind of worrisome to me. Um, and then I want to make a statement. Well, definitely, What's that? Definitely be in communication with the yeah. VA on this. Um, and you don't, and maybe, I mean, if it looks like you're getting such great response and you've got really great prospects, then, hey, maybe you don't need to send so many yellow letters as long as the deals are coming in. But okay. definitely be in be in contact with these sellers. Okay. And then I want to make a comment about the, the one guy that was talking about owner financing. Um, so we've done that um, to an individual before, and the only thing I would caution them on is to be prepared to take the property back. We are in the property we did this to. They were fine for the first year. Second year, kind of shaky. Uh, initially, we had to initiate foreclosure. So uh, I would just be cautious to use that as your exit uh, as far as, being prepared to take that property back if, if need be. But that's it. Okay. Thank you, Joseph. No you take problem. the next caller? You're welcome. Can we take the next caller? 
Sorry about that. Looks like uh, looks like they uh, hung up there. Let me get you the next one. Um, actually, right okay. before I do that, uh, sorry, this is Nick. Uh, I'm moderating the call here. Um, I did uh, want to speak to to Joseph's question a little bit because I'm actually uh, um, heavily involved in the in how hours are budgeted um, with the uh, VA service. And basically, they try to right. budget your time. They try to budget your time to spread it over the rest of the month. Um, so that's probably why that it's going a little bit slow. So you may want to reach out to them, um, like like uh, BJ was saying, and um, actually you know tell them that you want to use your hours up as quickly as possible, as opposed to budgeting it over time, um, and uh, just tell them you really want to hit those leads. So um, that that would help get through them a lot faster. Uh, you definitely don't want to let any leads uh, go uncalled. Um, so I wouldn't say you you uh, tone down your marketing, but um, just make sure they're being called. Um, you know, even if you have to get more hours to get it called, um, if you don't want to pay for more hours, then, then that's when you would want to bring your marketing back. All right, okay, so thanks next for caller. Oh, actually, I think we might have the next caller on the line now. It might be back up. Hello? Hey, Bart. Hey, how are you doing? This is Nancy in Melbourne. Florida. Hey, Nancy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. What's your last name? Nancy, I know. Yeah, Nancy, you know. Nancy, how are you doing? Doing great. Good to hear from you, Nancy. Thanks. Yeah, I have a couple of uh, comments and um, and then uh, uh, asking some advice, too. So uh, first of all, the private lending. I don't know if I heard that you suggested this or not, but on the Gold Club site itself, there is a uh, on the left-hand side, right where it's, you set up your FISBO leads, uh, there's also a place for you to set up your own site for attracting private lenders. So, right. Um, Thanks, Thanks for welcome. mentioning that. That's great. That is another source that they can tap into that the Gold Club offers, that they can have their own private lending source. Was there anything else you wanted to add about that? Uh, no, the Craigslist ad, I wanted to let you know that because I'm actively doing that, it's 48 hours you can repost. They, you have to wait 48 hours or you have to change it significantly enough that it's not recognizable as the same one and possibly even put it in a in a different category. So you can have okay, two up as long as they don't look like it. In 48 hours, you can refresh the other one. Okay, so here's, here's my, here's my um, little dilemma here. I had a, a property that I found from code enforcement, and um, it was a disabled vet, and she's unable to take care of her property. She's been divorced, and doesn't have enough money to upkeep and doesn't know how to really involves a pool and sprinkler system and all this mechanical stuff. So um, I'm helping her to find a, um, a way out. And I can sell this for uh, to a flipper for I probably net about $8,000 on it, which I know Ron wants us to make ten. Um, but there's another way to do that, and that's the work for equity. So if I'm going to lease option it to someone who's capable of doing the repairs, then I can, just like a regular lease option, I can get money as a 
non-refundable deposit, um, option deposit, which Ron calls NROD. <laughs> and I can, I can pocket that or put it in escrow for if I need it for later. And then uh, put them on payments as if it was a regular lease option and then um, have the option give them the ability to purchase the house at the end at a lower lower rate than it would be um, normally for the comps. So they get they get something back on their own. Well that's all fine and dandy, but I didn't structure the ad properly. So what I'm getting now is I'm advertising it as work for equity, work work to own your own home. And the perception apparently I'm getting is that if you're uh, indigent, have no money at all, have no job, that it would be a nice place to hang out where you paint it a little bit. So I'm getting uh, multiple, multiple uh, calls on this property from people who can't possibly afford to get in it. So how do you structure the call, the, the ad without having to name a price for a down payment or just say a significant down payment or I mean it's a it's it's not a down payment it's a um, non-refundable um, option deposit so how would you structure that so you don't get you get actually people that you want to be calling you well you never want to advertise your down payment anyway you, advertise, you can advertise the price and, but you can call it a handyman special, work for equity. And you can advertise the price of the home, but you don't want to advertise the down payment because you always want to ask them what is the best you could do down. Can you come up with any other money? Can you get it from your tax return? Can you get it from a relative, et cetera? So you never want to advertise the down payment money. but. Of course, you do need money in the house. You're not going to put anybody in the house if they don't have down payment money. So handyman special, work for equity, um, those are all great terms. And you can probably find a few more. I know you're a Quick Start member, so you can find a few more in the Quick Start manual too. That will help you. But those are the best terms to advertise. How do I express without naming a price or having them trying to back me into naming a price that you can't just walk in with no money. I mean, you have to have, the system has to have money, whether it's a lease option or a work for equity lease option. It doesn't matter. You have to start with money. Well, you basically just let them know, okay, so how much do you have to put down? And they, if, oh, you need money down? Yes, we need money down. And you just ask them what they have to put down. And you don't really lead them on from the beginning, but you just, you screen them like you would anybody else, basically, finding out how much they have to put down. I think I answered my own question. I need Pat live, because I'm not going to go through this conversation five times a day with people who are, not, who are wasting my time. No, Pat Live, is for you. Pat Live is for your sellers. Um, that is for sellers to call in a Pat Live. These are going to be buyers. You're looking for a lease option buyers. So call Fire is the system that you want to use for buyers. IVR. IVR then, right? IVR. The IVR. Is IVR yeah. what the instrument I need? Okay. 
The IVR, correct. You have the dream system? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, the dream system has an IVR, and also Pat Live, not Pat Live, but Call Fire also screens fire calls, but the IVR is great. Okay, Pat I'm Live just learning how to call in. I'm just learning how to set up my dreams, but that sounds like the key right there because I don't want to be on the phone with people yeah. that are not. And it breaks my heart that I'm that I can't, but I can't, and I can't be on the phone because it does break my heart. I want I want to have somebody that, that actually is going to be in that house. Yeah. Well, you're very wise in following Ron's system and setting up the systems and the automation in place, Nancy, and that's what the dream system is for in the IVR, and that's what Cal Fire is actually for too because it has a script that will prompt them, and you went, Call Fire will email you the script, and they'll email you every buyer that comes in, and you can actually um, take it one step further and have your VA assist you with this and call these buyers directly as well. They'll set up a spreadsheet for you and your VA can call the buyers as well. So you're doing the right thing by setting up your systems in place. Okay, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. Good luck on it. Okay, um, Nick, can we have the next caller? Hi, this is John. John? Yep, from Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky? Yep. Okay. And What's I your question? A, I sent in a couple of uh, property information sheets by email. What's your, what's your last name, John? Durnell, D-U-R-N-E-L-L. John Durnell. Now, did, let's see. I don't see any from you at all, John. Got some lead sheets here, but excuse me? I emailed them. Okay. Well, John, I'm sorry I don't see the lead sheet, but um, if you will tell me the deal, maybe we can go over it and I can help you that way. Okay. I have a couple of uh, prospects that uh, are free and clear. Uh, they are priced at uh, this first one is the asking price is five twenty eight It is a daughter selling it for their uh, for her mom uh, a real estate friend um, helped them come up with the uh, asking price and i 've got uh, comps from uh, Redfin and from Zillow that bracket that so I think uh, they're they're probably pretty close, and uh, I'm just wondering what the she she hasn't had this um, for sale very long, it's like twenty something days. Uh, she did mention that she could um, have some wiggle room on the price, but uh, I'm I'm just wondering what the best first approach would be. Um, for this, for this uh, kind of property, for this price range of property, I guess, with that's free and clear. I mean, what what you want to do? What the what? Well, John, always, no matter what price range, you want to try to get terms. So you always yes. want to ask him 
Okay. You know that. Okay. So did you yeah. did have you talked to her yet to see if she is willing to take monthly payments for her equity and sell in some owner financing? Um, I I went through kind of the the uh, decision tree of uh, you know asking the particular questions and and getting her response on it. I don't think um, she quite understood what a uh, what a lease purchase would look like, and and she seemed a little uh, hesitant uh, to do that. She feels like feels like that it's uh, something that uh, she's going to get full price at some point for and so and and it's early in the listing process so she didn't she didn't really seem interested in looking at other options right now is the so, house listed with realtor no it is not okay 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 well um that's the case with a lot of a lot of sellers john is and that right now they may not be interested. And so therefore, right. you want to find out if they are. You want to kind of give them some information about the uh, what a lease purchase is and what it would mean to take monthly payments for their equity and see what, uh, if they're interested in this, give them some explanation of the deal. And then, of course, your, your close on that, if they're not, then you always ask the question, well, let me ask you this, what are you going to do with the house if you don't get all cash? And that is the question you ask that will prepare you to know if they may be interested in the future and it's worth following up. Because just because they said they're not now doesn't mean that they may not be interested later. So, John, she, she's probably like most people. Most people do want to get cashed out, and they're not ready now. And so, therefore, um, if you'll ask her that question, and she says, well, you know, I may want to, I may be interested in getting terms later, but just not at this point, then you say, well, do you mind if I follow up with you in a couple of weeks? And this is where you, the follow-up is the key, because later she may change her mind. So that's not unusual that sellers that you'll get that answer from sellers, but you just want to make sure that you've given her enough information to determine if this is something that she might be interested in doing. Does that make sense? It does. And would would I uh, put any numbers to that, or just uh, I, I mean, her asking price is five twenty eight. I I. I know where it's located. It's in it's in a very nice area, and I I think the comps would support that. But um, uh, do you do you structure a deal around her asking price, uh, and and just show that she gets cashed out, but it's just going to take two or three years? Well, you let her know that we can get you cashed out, but not at this time. So if you need cash out now, we can't help you. But if you're willing to wait a short period of time to get your cash, then we can. So you don't make offers. You determine what they want, and you let them speak and let them. Um, at this point, she's not really ready to be doing any kind of terms, and, and obviously you're not going to get her if she's asking 528 and it's worth 528, this is not one that you're going to be able to offer her to cash her out at 50 cents on the dollar or anything like that. So right. it's definitely going to have to be a terms deal or not. So this okay. is a case where she's really not interested at this point, but you want to follow up with her. 
And if she says that she may be interested later, then definitely follow up. If she says, no way, I'm never going to be interested, I'm not interested in terms after you've explained that to her, or if I don't, if I don't get my money now, I'm just going to list it with a realtor, then it's dead. So um, you're trying to get her motivation and see if you can follow up with her. It's definitely worth a follow-up now. Follow up with her in a couple of weeks and see if she may be interested at that time. Okay. Okay. Um, so again, you're, sorry, go ahead. No, I was wondering if you had any other questions. Uh, well, the second one that I submitted is another, uh, it's pretty similar. It's, uh, it's a free and clear. It's, um, it's in the, um, $580,000 price range. And, uh, he did mention that he's open to terms on that. So um, I, I scheduled to, to call him back tomorrow and uh, discuss that with him. Okay. So, John, as, a, as in every call, um, to find out if they're interested in terms, you want to use the script that you have and go through the script a little bit. So if you're going to call him back, then that's great then you just want to say, great, well, then, you know, first of all, you're talking about price. You're asking the price. What do you think it's worth? And um, I'll tell you what I do is I, I tell my students and people that, you know, you can make yourself a little cheat sheet. So, John, before you get off the call, you, you write down these four questions. You want to make sure you get answered every time. And number one is, um, what are you asking? 1A, 1B, is that the best you can do? Number two, would be for how long, question mark. In other words, how long would they be interested in owner selling, uh, owner finance, or lease purchase? Number three would be how much monthly. And number four would be down payment. So if you'll use your script, then because we're running out of time, if you'll use your script, then that'll uh, be an easy way to get those questions answered when you're talking to him. And since he's interested in doing terms, just get to the point and say, great, well, how long would you be interested in doing taking monthly payments for your equity and selling on owner financing? And then yeah. say, okay, well, what is the lease you'd take monthly? And then um, you go from there. Ron has in his script, well, may I assume you'll sell with nothing down. And then you want to proceed to set the appointment. You want to make sure that no one else, if anybody else is on the deed, that they're going to be there at the same time so that you can answer any questions that they may have and, you know, get a little paperwork done at the same time and schedule the appointment and go out and meet with them. Okay. Does that answer Sounds your good. question? It you does. can do Thanks, this, Barbara. John. Just be positive. Go in with it and, 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 uh, don't be afraid uh, to just ask the hard questions, use your script, and make it happen. Congratulations. Okay. Thanks. All right. Well, Nick, um, we're out of time. So um, I just want to remind everybody that um, I want to thank everybody actually for attending the call. And uh, that the purpose of the call, again, we do these calls on the second Monday of every month. And to sign up for the Gold Club, if you're not already a member, you can go to www.rons, and that's plural, R-O-N-S, ronsgoldclub.com. Thank you, everybody.
Nick, are you there? 